Hello, my Worth It listeners. Welcome back to Worth 365 Podcast, where I am the host, Sheila Rhodes. Today, our topic is identify and challenge your negative fears. Today, I have a special guest, but before I introduce our guest, let me share our positive affirmation for the day, which is, my struggles are opportunities to grow. Again, my struggles are opportunities to grow. I'm going to also share an empowerment nugget with you today as well. Notice and stop your thoughts or self-talk. Self-talk is what you think about yourself and your experiences. In order to do that, we have to recognize thought distortions. Our minds have clever and persistent ways of convincing us that something isn't really true. These inaccurate thoughts reinforce negative thinking, but if you recognize them, you can learn to challenge them. I'm gonna share with you four common thought distortions. The first one will be black and white thinking, seeing everything as one way or another without any in between. Second, personalizing, assuming you are a You are to blame for anything that goes wrong. For example, like thinking somebody didn't respond to your phone call or your text and you feel like that they ignored you. It could be that the person is in a meeting, they're in a training, they may not be able to respond to you at that time. But them not responding to you had nothing to do with them ignoring you purposely. So sometimes, What we assume that someone else is doing, they really are not. Our next one is filter thinking. And that is choosing to see only the negative side of a situation. And our last is catastrophizing. That means assuming the worst possible outcome is going to happen. So what we need to do is challenge our negative thoughts whenever we have distorted thoughts. Stop and evaluate whether it's accurate. Another thing you could do, think about how you would respond to a friend if they felt that way. That is your empowerment nugget for today. Now, our special guest is Mr. Bobby Smotherman. Welcome, Bobby. Hello, how you doing? I'm great. Can you share with our listeners some things about who you are? Introduce who you are to them. Let them know who Bobby is. Okay, well, I'm originally from Nashville. I grew up South Nashville, West Nashville, East Nashville. And honestly, um, went to school for all the different school levels here uh, when I graduated. Um, had two scholarships one to either I was going to either go to MTSU on a wrestling scholarship or go to TSU for football but uh, I decided I wanted to do something different I wasn't a big fan of school at that time so I decided to join the military so I went into the military spent 
23 years there. Went from uh, private to command sergeant major, which is the top enlisted rank. When I retired after 23 years, uh, once I retired, I decided to go to college. Which, believe it or not, college was probably my strong suit in college versus being in high school. So I left going to school. I went to school to be a social worker. Yay! And uh, during the time I was there, I also drove a school bus from the elementary, middle, and high school students while in college. So I did that. Uh, then I left Kansas, moved back to Tennessee, where I became an uh, alcohol and drug uh, case manager. Then uh, went to work for the Department of Children's Services. So I worked in foster care. And I also worked with juvenile justice youth. And I retired from that. And uh, currently, when school's in session, I mentor elementary school kids. And uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm uh, retired. Uh, I'm retired and enjoying that life. So I'm trying to live my best life and enjoy the things that uh, a lot of people look forward to. Yes, I'm kind of jealous of you. I can't wait till that day comes for me to retire. <laughs> yep, it's a good feeling. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I look forward to that good feeling. So today. As I've said, um, our topic is identify and challenge your negative fears. So, Bobby, can you share with us what um, you identify as a negative fear for you? I guess for me, it probably would be um, love, uh, self-love, loving myself uh, instead of finding love through someone else. And that would probably be my biggest one. Okay. So what did you do to challenge that negative fear? Well, uh, because I, I felt like I always had to fit in somewhere or that love came from other people. It took me through a series of bad relationships, marriages, and actually I was I didn't really find myself working until I was in an abusive relationship where um, my ex-wife figured it because she knew I was the kind of person that wouldn't put my hands on her. She thought it was okay for her to do things. And uh, it got to a point to where I had to do something that I never thought I would do, which was to actually call the police on her and get an order of protection. But, uh, and then filed for a divorce. But to that, we actually, we only, we got married. I only had been married for about seven months, but it was because of some other things that were going on that were related to her child and us living in the house. But uh, he was grown, he was an adult, but uh, there were some things he was involved in and it couldn't go on in the house that we were in. So, uh, she wanted him, she put him out there, wanted him to come back in, and I said no, so that led to a lot of things that went happened between us. Okay. But uh, prior to that, we had a, a long history of dating, going back and forth, in and out, whereas um, she would get mad, tell me to go away, I'd go, then she wanted me back. But I think because I didn't love myself enough, I played along with it and went with it 
until it got to the point that one after we got married, and uh, I, I actually convinced myself that it was my fault that she was acting the way she was acting, doing the things she was doing because as long as I was doing what she wanted me to do, she didn't get mad. But as soon as I did something she didn't want me to do, which uh, she would get upset, we break up. Then when she cool off, and we back together again. So I kind of figured that, well, if I get married to her, then she wouldn't have these insecurities and all these other things and worry about uh, other people liking me or things like that. So we got married, uh, but it actually got worse. And that's where the, the abuse really ramped up. Um, I think it, also I had a daughter that was uh, in the process of graduating from college. I was trying to help her get herself ready for what she's going to do with her life as myself. And um, so between that and having to deal with her, my daughter's mother, that was an issue. So it got to the point where I've, I've been threatened. I've uh, had water or alcohol thrown in my face on several occasions. And but because she knew I wouldn't retaliate, uh, she took advantage of it, but I figured that as a man, I was brought up to be a man don't hit women. Right. And the problem I had about it is because of my military training, um, I could easily do something to her just with one stroke, and then that would have took her out. But at the same time, then I'm a man. People, look, they're not gonna look at the fact that what she did. At first, they're gonna look at it for you know you're a man. Uh, you shouldn't do that. But then, at the same time, a woman shouldn't put her hands on a, a man because, you know, within, it's called, what it really comes down to is respecting each other. Right. So, um, I ended up calling doing something that uh, she didn't think I would do, and I didn't think I would do, which was calling police and calling me um, order protection. Okay. And uh, like I said, after that, I had to uh, they recommend I go to um, domestic violence classes for group uh, counseling and individual counseling. But uh, it took me about a, a month or two, I think probably about two months, before I decided to go because I guess my perception of it was, okay, I'm a man, um, a combat service member of the military, uh, combat armed soldier, know how to do things and take people out. Why am I in a domestic violence class? In fact, well, maybe there's one for men. And I ended up going to one and it was all women. So how did that, that make you feel? Well, it made me feel like uh, I said, okay, this can be a problem because they're going to think I'm nothing against people who are gay, but as a, uh, <laughs> a man with the mindset I have, I mean, I'm a gung-ho type person. Um, see, uh, it's okay. They can look at me as being based a wuss or a weak or whatever. But um, I actually learned something being with the women and understanding where they came from. They learned something from me and a man. But even there was one woman there who said that uh, she didn't think males could be abused. And so my response to her is, yeah, man can be abused also. The only difference between me 
And some other guys out there is uh, some other guys would choose if you put your hands on them, they gonna put their hands on you. So, but I'm because I came from a family full of females, and I have girls. I have uh, four girls that um, I never believed in that. So it was just, and plus my ex-wife, she's been in an abusive relationship, so it didn't matter to her the fight. So. But I was not that kind of person. So that, and uh, we got stuff. I mean, the uh, judge removed her from the house. Well, the police actually removed her from the house. Then we had to go to court, and then the court extended the six months. The funny part about it is, this is not funny. Our order of protection went from to the day of our anniversary, which would have been a year. Mm-hmm. So our one year anniversary was the day that our uh, order of protection would have ended, but because I went through the uh, marriage and family counseling, I learned a lot about myself. I learned that uh, I was an enabler. I learned that uh, I stayed in a relationship because I didn't love myself, and I figured that love would come from um, other people. But I learned that love has to come from you first, Everything about you is built from inside, and uh, if you're not building people who have like self-esteem issues or things like that, I probably had that same thing. I figured that um, not only was I an enabler, but I blame myself for everything. I saw things from a different prism of everything that happened was because of something I did or didn't do instead of me looking at what the other person did and didn't do. So I just blamed everything on myself. So did you um, feel like you were, um, so you feel like for at that point, throughout your whole life, you've been a person that's been a pleaser, that always wanted to make sure that everybody else was happy and not make sure that yourself was happy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that I, I am. I mean, I, I grew up with a, a single mother, uh, I'm the oldest of six, and um, I never knew my father. I, I knew of him as far as his name and things like that, but I didn't know him. So I think uh, I spent a lot of time trying to fit in or trying to wonder why I didn't have that, uh, that same uh, connection that my other siblings had because, you know, their father, I mean, you know, she was, uh, they ended up getting divorced early. Uh, they still had that and I didn't have that so um, I went I guess I went through life being successful because I worked hard to be better than the next person mm. so I always tried to do things just to prove that I was worthy I was worthy of whatever the accomplishments were and that that was my self work my self work came from within because of what people saw me do uh, the success I had on the outside, but on the inside, I was still struggling to fit in. Okay. And you learned that all of that through therapy? Yes. Uh, uh, see, now, the funny part is, is um, I learned that at the age of 63. That I spent all those years being what other people wanted me to be instead of being what I wanted to be. Uh, if you give me a task, I'm going to do my best because failure is not an option. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to legally do 
whatever it takes to be successful at it. I mean, this really means that I have an eight-hour job that's going to require me to do 16 hours to get it done, then I'm going to do those 16 hours to get whatever needs to be done. Um, so uh, I'm going to put the time in uh, and get it whatever needs to be fixed, fixed. Sometimes I find myself uh, giving to people who probably not who really not probably but really not worthy of what I have to offer. But mm-hmm. I always found a way I compromise with myself and convince myself to do things for people or be with people. When I mean there were signs there that told me that wasn't just fit. Mm-hmm. But I, I usually compromise and try to and gave them what they wanted. And thinking that if I give them what they wanted, then they would give me the love that I seek. So, but it's not a good recipe. I understand. So I, I'm very, um, I don't, I can't even find the words. But um, the fact that you are African American and you went to therapy, I like hearing that because in our culture the majority of the time our men don't go to therapy yeah that is true I, that was even more so when um, like I said it took me a couple of months before I decided I was going to go to therapy uh, because I said well you know the problem is not with me the problem is just with the chunk of people that I get involved with and uh that I have to be a charismatic type person that I'm always trying to help people. And then when I you work in an environment where it's a predominant female field, then that usually causes problems if I'm involved with somebody. If, if they're insecure, then they're going to be issues. But like I would tell people all the time, uh, majority of my friends are females. Mm-hmm. They know that there's nothing going on with us, but for some odd reason, males and I, we never really had that that uh, connection where we can get along that well. Because sometimes there was always a lot of uh, male macho BS that would come up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because I always I'm a car fanatic, so I always had a new car that made me a couple of years old, so that kind of caused me some friction from guys sometimes or things that didn't even matter to me I always did what I did because I wanted to be the best I could be and sometimes that caused other people problems I understand so it looks like you you identified what your fear was correct yes and then you challenged your negative fear through therapy. Yes. Because the funny part is also, when you're talking about some of the nuggets, uh, I could actually identify with those because at one time I used to be a black and white thinker. I didn't think in the grave. I felt odd thinking in the grave. Being a, becoming a social worker helps you think in the grave. Okay. But uh, I, I spent most of my life thinking it's either right or wrong or good or bad. So there was no in-between. So, um, And I probably use, value myself through my prism of how people perceive me to be okay. and not how I saw myself to be. 
But even though I had a strong exterior, my interior was weak. Okay. I mean, I I just think that's awesome that um, you're able to be transparent and you share this information with others because I'm sure there's many people out there who maybe have gone through some of the same things you've gone through or could be going through the same things that you are going through now. And I feel that it's important that we share our stories and we can share with others that our struggles and let them know that there is a way out. There are ways to um, identify those things that are going on in our life that are not good, that are negative, and that there are options to, to challenge them. Um, because by, by doing that, you're able to move forward in other things in your life, mostly in a positive manner, because sometimes those things that we don't face kind of hold us back or cause us to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And red flags are real. When you see them, you need to be aware of them and don't just blow them off because they are, if you see them, there's a good chance they're there for life and uh, you're going to eventually deal with them the hard way so it's best to address them on the front end because you will see them somewhere in the middle or along that path that you take with that other person whether it's male or female I like that and also which is it's never too late you're never too old to make changes in your life that's change I made was going to counseling yes I, I, I could see things a whole lot different and even though I know I, in our culture and especially with males we see counseling as a sign of weakness because I mean I went through that myself mm-hmm. I did a lot of self talk as to how I've been perceived uh, that I'm going to counseling to deal with how to or how to deal with issues related to relationships and related to uh, abusive relationships when it could be easily dealt with in, uh, in a way that most people deal with it but there's always a there's the right way, the wrong way, and then there's in the middle. Yes. That so makes counseling sense. Counseling does work. And I'm glad that you're sharing that. I'm a person that strongly believes in um, examples. You know, I, 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 I can read some things and I can hear some things. But when it's a real life example that someone shares with me, I grasp it more. That's true. It makes it harder when you're a professional in a a helping field. I know. Because I try to analyze myself and what my needs were. But you really see things when you're getting it from another person's perspective that's outside of you, that's talking to you. And just listening to what you're saying and then giving you positive feedback. May not be what you want to hear, but it's really positive about what counseling can do for you. It can help you unpack a lot of things. So when you did hear those things that you didn't want to hear, um, how did it make you feel? It was actually shocking and uh, eye-opening for me because I had went through 
doing a lot of things in my life and I never really could figure out why I was having so many problems because you know some people always say well person if you have a lot of situation issues with people then it's it must be you and not the people you're dealing with. And that's true to a certain extent. Because of some things that you may be dealing with internally will put you on the path of only dealing with certain types of people. So if I'm, because of my need for certain things, I was always drawn to people who had a different type of need. Well, it's because I was, I, I mean, money was an issue for me once I was in the military, retired and things like that, but then I always was drawn to people who money was an issue for. So it kind of got into that give and take situation where I was basically buying love instead of getting true love. Mm-hmm. I was getting love that was superficial. It was almost like a give and take. It was almost, it's like a... Um, the market system whereas I'm giving you goods for your goods you're giving me hmm. so called air quote love and I'm giving you financial support so um, and eventually that doesn't work well because the truth the true person does come out so then you find yourself hurt or whatever it may be or you have to move back up and move on somewhere else but then because I had that problem with being loved and finding love, it always drug me to somebody who, on the outside, may have been that kind of the right person. Because most of my relationships were always where I was approached by the individual. I never really approached anybody. That's something else I learned in counseling is that I wasn't the one that was approaching people were approaching me. So I would say, okay, well, I like you, you like me. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> I mean, it sounds kind of lame when I look at it, but at the time I was going through it, it wasn't. Uh, plus, I was in the military, so all I was focusing on is my job, and I deployed a lot, so trying to get into a serious, deep relationship, uh, it really, when I look at back on it, and it took me through counseling to realize it, that a lot of relationships I was in, I should not have been in them. Mm-hmm. And I saw the red flag on the front end, and I basically made a deal with the devil. Oh, wow. I put him off, and I said, okay, well, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. But really, it was. Because, I mean, just like my last match, she and I were completely different. I mean, we were on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, I, could, I would say she took me out of my comfort zone which was something that I could say that was good for her, but at the same time, she also took me towards things that I was not comfortable with. Okay, that makes and sense. So, I mean, on any given day, if I would have been to counseling prior and learned more about myself, I would never have been involved with her because she was not the right one. Okay. She did what she needed to do to get me, but she didn't do what she needed to do to keep me. Ah. The truth that came out. Yes, I've heard of that. So let me ask you. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I said, so, you know, other people can see what you can't see. True. Because I've been a lot of people telling me, hey, now that's not you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. And I said, <laughs> uh, they were telling me, now that's not you, bro. Or, so I said, uh, no, it, it is. She, 
she don't treat me like she treat other people. But eventually, she did treat me like she treat other people. Once we end up getting married. So, yeah. But what were you getting to say? So, what I was going to ask you, what were you getting out of the relationships? What were you getting? I know what you were giving. Uh, you were saying what you were giving. But what were you getting out of them? Uh, I guess companion. Uh, well, I guess that hole that I felt that she seemed to care about me. Uh, I thought she loved me. Uh, but she would give me that companionship that I didn't have. I guess one of my problems was learning how to live alone and learning how to be alone. Mm. I felt that uh, in order to be whole, I had to have somebody in my life. But what I've learned through counseling is I got to learn to live with me and learn to love me. And before I could, I can't depend on somebody else to feel something that I don't feel myself. Oh, so, so are you saying if you, so what, what you, are you saying that if, if you don't love you, how can you love someone else? Yes. So in order to love some, in order to truly, cause I was, I thought I was showing love by giving to meet people' financial needs. Okay. And, and trying to meet them, and I then I thought I'd meet their emotional needs at the same time. But when I look like that, it's just hard to meet somebody's needs if you're not loving yourself at the same time. You you meet physical needs, but you're not meeting that deep need. That's more It makes sense. So, I really like you being transparent because it's not easy for individuals, let alone males, to share this information and also to acknowledge that they had a fear because most men, like, I ain't afraid of nobody. (laughs) But our... um, and our fears don't have to be fears like scared of something like the dark or afraid of another man or all of that. Fears can be anything. True. And so I am so glad that you were able to share this information today, Bobby. Um, how you identified and how you challenged your negative fears. Um, I hope someone else will be able to receive this and understand this. And I thank you once again, I keep saying for your transparency because so many times we as adults hide behind a lot of things. And it's very important to understand that other people can can gain from our stories and gain from our experiences. And so being able to share this, it may be, it may be able to help someone else. Uh, I'd say 
question so you brought up God um so your relationship with God did 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 your relationship God help you through this did you have a relationship a strong relationship with him prior to this I had a strong relationship with God but I would have to say (laughs) it takes me back then you mentioned it I remember doing an argument I told my ex-wife and she was saying something to me and I told my response to her was, I got God. God is going to get me through this. Mm-hmm. And she basically, she called me, uh, <clears throat> uh, what is a mystic, you know what? And said, yes, just after you've been a narcissistic, you know what? Thinking God's going to get you through this. But you know, God walked me through this. God took me through it. God provided me everything I needed to get my divorce. God gave me everything, everything. Every penny that she spent during the time we were married, I gave back to her. Um, anything that, that, and she was shocked that I did it because I had a great attorney. My attorney stuck to her upside her head. She said she going to do to her what I wouldn't do to her. And But I told my attorney, I said, I'm not that guy. Anything that she spent, I'm giving it back to her. Wow. And at the end of the day, I got to live with it. That's true. So I gave every penny that she spent in this marriage, she got it back. And so I can live good. Um, God made sure that I was able to refinance my house. Not only did I refinance my house, I refinanced it with a better interest rate, which saved me a couple of hundred dollars. Amen. And then uh, I went out there. Once I got my car, I mean, my house refinance, I went out there and bought a car that I could call my retirement car. And um, I'm doing good. So it pays to do the right thing. Yeah, that's what I would say. If you do right, God's going to take care of you. So I've always been one to say, you do right. And then, you know, the funny part about it is she went and lost a lot of weight thinking that's going to change me. She came back, tried to get me to take her back. And I said, no. Because that counseling helped me get stronger. Good. Because in the past, I always took it back. But after counseling, the counseling gave me the tools I needed to say no. Oh, that's awesome. So, and did that strengthen... Go ahead. You got counseling will give you the tools that you need to be the best you can be. And to withstand whatever's coming your way. And so between counseling and God, it, it made you where you are stronger. stronger and because actually I, I, I kind of got away from God when uh, okay. I got married because she wasn't as strong in her faith and I kind of got away from my faith but then I found that I needed God in this situation okay. because it was terrible okay. so I started getting back close to God and God reached out and grabbed my hand and took me through it God my steps all right. So that just goes to show that sometimes relationships, materialistic things 
can pull us away from um, God and our relationships with God. But if we call on his name, he's always there. We're, yeah. the, we're the ones that leave him. Yeah, that is true. Yes. Well. I let love take me away. Okay. <laughs> hey, at least you're being honest. But, but love took me back to God. I must tell you that. Love brought me back in there. Full and strong. And God was there for me. All right, then. Back in. Baby new. All right then. And once I'm like I'm gonna thank you over and over again for sharing with us. And I just need everyone else to know that it is important to identify and challenge your negative fears. I think it makes a great difference in your life. Mr. Mr. Smotherman has shared with us his story, and although he um is older, it's never too late. It to to change our lives to get things back on track um it's, it's just never too late and you're a prime example of one who had been lost for a long time and found your way back counseling sure. and god really helped yeah you can't teach old dog new <laughs> i hear you well yeah. our time has been well spent and um, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. I hope that it helps someone. And as I I, go ahead. No, I do too. And as I always say at um at the end of my show that everybody know your worth. Know your worth. Get back to you. If you've lost you, if you've lost your worth, get back to you. It is never, never, ever too late. So, thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you all on Wednesday again. And as I always say, always know that you are worth it. 365 days in the year.